Why did you want to bring him in for a workout? We brought in, like I said, we brought in tons of people for workouts. And if there's an opportunity to improve the team, you know, um, you know, we said it from day one that we would look at every opportunity. And, um, you know, he's not the first player that we looked at, not the not the last one. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come in and out of this building and, um, you know, have an opportunity to make an impression. And uh, like I said, the evaluations we make are, are kind of private for us. And, um, you know, if we make a decision to add somebody to the team, then then uh, then we'll do it. I want better etiquette, but more than anything, I want better execution. Are we clear on that? I want better fucking execution. I want you to get a little bit pissed off. All right, not a lot of people expect very much from us, do they? Do they? You've been reading about us? Not a lot of people expect enough from us. I'm tired, man. I'm tired of reading about it. It's time for you to stick your foot up somebody's ass. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Raiders Daily Podcast. My name is Stephen Michaels. Let's go through what has happened in the last week. As you know, the Raiders have wrapped up the three days of OTAs. Uh, what we know about it is basically, we'll do a little rundown here. Alex Leatherwood is playing at different spots on an offensive line. That depth chart is on the O-line is... TBD to be determined. The coaches do not know just yet who is going to start on that offensive line. They have a lot of players. They have a lot of guys, a lot of bodies. As you know, the Raiders have been just building up the depth chart on the offensive line. I mean, they got a lot of dudes there. So we will see. I mean, as you know, when uh, the Raiders drafted Dylan Parham, a lot of people were saying, hey, Maybe he he can play center. And, you know, he did take reps and OTAs as a center. But he also played, you know, inside at guard and things like that. But that's a position battle I think you have to watch in training camp. Right now, OTAs, uh, I hate to say this, but fans put a little too much stock into OTAs. They don't do that much in OTAs, just to let you know. You know, they do a couple drills here and there, a couple little exercises, but it's not full-blown camp. It's not even mini-camp. It's like, uh, it's OTAs, the only way to describe it. But I'll tell you one thing. There are a ton of position battles. Like I said, Alex Leatherwood, we don't know what he will end up playing at. Will he be a right tackle? Will this new regime and Josh McDaniels and the rest of the staff trust him at right tackle. Now, I have severe, severe paranoia about that because we got a glimpse of him last year playing right tackle, and he was terrible. Now, some players do take that jump from year one to year two, but my problem goes all the way back to Alabama as I told you guys, I don't know how many times on this show, I have heard from scouts, not just for the Raiders, but for national scouts, for tons of teams, about Alex Leatherwood. The knock on that guy is he grabs, he holds, and Alabama Mac Jones got the ball out of his hand so fast that pretty much he got away with a ton of holding calls, and the fact that he played at Alabama, he got away with a ton of holding calls 
that does not fly in the NFL, as you all got to see that last season, as the flags kept on going off. Plus, he's jumping off sides, things like that. Speaking of jumping off sides, that's exactly what was happening yesterday at OTAs, as the Raiders offense in the red zone, whew, false start after false start, so bad the coaches said, maybe these guys should go take a lap. That's what happened. Because they, I mean, they're not in sync. But remember, like I said, I'm not going to get too hot about this. I'm not going to get too crazy about this. It's the third day of OTAs. They're just meeting the coaches. Some of these guys are meeting the coaches on the first day of OTAs for the first time. They're learning a new system on offense and defense. This is something that's going to take time, regardless of the player you are. I don't care if you're Hunter Renfro or Alex Leatherwood, either way, or Denzel Perryman. It doesn't really matter. Offense and defense. New schemes, new staff, new verbiage. Everything is different. Derek Carr has to learn new audibles, the new verbiage, and things like that. Now, plays are plays. Some coaches call, I don't know, let's say a... Uh, a a go route, uh, something different than a normal coach would call, or a different coach, sorry, not normal, a different coach will call it. You know, let's say you have a double cross, okay? Uh, double cross slant route, you know, XYZ. Josh McDaniels may just call that something like a, a fly cross, for example. You know what I mean? So it's just verbiage that they have to learn, that Derek Carr will have to learn. And, of course, audibles. You know, he's not going to be... I mean, I, I, I hope... I wish it, they would still be doing this, but I doubt he's going to be yelling out Cindy Gruden as an audible this year. Now, it would be great if he did, but I doubt that's what's going to happen. I doubt Cindy Gruden will still be an audible call for Derek Carr. But these are all things that Derek Carr will learn. He's been... He's the quarterback as well. So he has been studying this for probably since the, what, the second week Josh McDaniels actually got introduced or got hired as the head coach of the offense. Because remember, he's basically controlling the offense. So Derek Carr's been working on that. From what I understand, he has that pretty much down. So we're not going to really have a problem with Derek Carr learning uh, the whole new scheme and the verbiage and stuff like that. He'll get it. But the offensive line... The center position, very, very big when it comes to new verbiage and new staff and things like that. That's why I say Andre James and Parham, I think, you know, that could be a potential battle. It really could be. Now, it doesn't look like it right now. It looks like Andre James will get the job. But remember, there were problems with Andre James last season. He, first of all, when he snaps the ball, it's a flat ball. There's no spiral to it. Most quarterbacks like that spiral. That does not happen with Andre James. And you've seen last season some of the shotgun plays. He's snapping over Derek Carr's head. Can't have that. That gives the ball to the other team. That's basically saying here's a free touchdown for the other team. You can't be doing that when you know, you're on your opponent's 20-yard line and you're snapping the ball over the guy's head. Cannot do that. 
So that's got to get cleaned up. I still expect Andre James to win that job, to be honest. But that's what training camp is for. And then when you look at, of course, the, the defensive line, it is crazy on the defensive line. It really is. The Raiders uh, just signed Tyler Lancaster on Wednesday. And he was there for OTAs on Thursday. Uh, you know, this is a guy, he played uh, played for the Packers, I believe, for like four seasons. He wasn't really a big uh, a big name there. I, I believe he has one and a half sacks in four years. Pretty much just another run stopper. And the Raiders, they have a ton, a ton of depth on a defensive front. A ton of depth. There are 17 players listed as defensive linemen and eight players listed as linebackers on their roster. So that's really 25 players trying to get the role of being in the front seven. So it's going to be crazy. I mean, there's, that's a lot of players. 17 defensive linemen? 17. And some of those guys, I mean, I hate to say it, I mean, besides Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, the guys in the middle, I'm talking about defensive tackles, not all of them have are these, like, big-name guys. I don't know what we got in those guys. And that's what training camp is for. You know, not all of these guys are obviously making the team. They got to find the best out of that 17. And who's to say the Raiders don't sign another defensive tackle? By the time training camp starts. Because I expect them to be, you know, in June, I expect them to probably sign one or two guys in free agency. Not to mention, you know, they're still working on Hunter Renfro's new contract, which could happen pretty much at any time. Darren Waller would, would be, that. that's a whole other situation. I know they've spoken, but, you know, it looks like Hunter Renfro will probably get done before uh, Darren Waller. And that will get done before uh, my guess is it gets done before the season even starts but anyways on our t back to the topic here we got a lot of guys on the defense like i said a lot of these guys gotta pretty much they gotta earn a roster spot okay on defense i mean just think about the names here okay for defensive tackle you have matthew butler and you have jonathan hankins you got bile nicholas you got kyle pecko you got the other rookie, uh, Neil Farrell Jr. You got Vernon Butler. You got Kendall Vickers, who's defensive line. I don't know where you're going to put him. Then at defensive end, you know, Clinton Farrell is listed on the Raiders' posi positional roster. You know, even though the coaches aren't making this, the, some dude is that has no idea what's going on. Clinton Farrell, I don't know what the Raiders are going to do with that guy. This is going to be a big camp for him. You know, there's rumors they're going to move him to outside linebacker, see what he can do there. But it's going to be tough for him. It really is. But at defensive end, of course, you got Max Crosby. And, of course, you got Chandler Jones right there. Um, so, you know, they're looking pretty good at that spot. Uh, they got Tashan Bauer. Don't really know much about him. You know, we'll see. We will see. And then don't forget about Malcolm Coots, um, Zach Vandenberg, or how is it? Van Walkenberg, sorry. Uh, you, you know, let's see what he's got. Chandler Jones, you got Jerry Green. These are all defensive events. So we'll see how those guys do. But like I said, ton of defensive tackles, 
a pretty good batch of defensive ends. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones are obviously the big ones. I think the Raiders really need a solid defense, another defensive end behind Max Crosby and Chandler Jones because those guys can't play every single down. That's unfair to them. Having Max Crosby on the field 100% of the snaps is just stupid, in my opinion. You want the best out of that dude. So give him a breather, let him come in. I don't think Chandler Jones wants to play every single snap. So I think they really got to find a good, solid dude to come in. Last year, that Carl Nassib, he did okay, you know, filling in in certain times when Max Crosby would come out. They got to do that. Remember, this is a different system, too, even though pretty much all teams come out of the nickel. It's still a different system, so there'll be different things going on as far as how they line up and things like that. You know, 3-4 in some packages. Some packages, I guarantee you, Patrick Graham will move to a 4-3 in certain situations. So it's, But like I said, they're all coming out of the nickel, so it doesn't really matter. Then the linebackers. The linebackers is another interesting one. It really is. Now, that's another position where I could see the Raiders going out in June and signing a veteran linebacker who they really, really trust. Right now, Josh McDaniel spoke to the media yesterday. I mean, he even said it. He's got a lot of young guys on his hands that, you know, he's got to see who's good and who can fit this scheme. And, you know, these are all fresh faces to him. It's some of these guys haven't been in the NFL for a long time. He's never got this. He has no tape really on him. I mean, think about it. At the linebacker position, you got uh, Diablo, you got Michael Kaiser, you got Javon Brown, you got Denzel Perryman, who obviously will start. Kenny Young, Kyle Frackle, uh, Darian Butler, uh, Luke Matterson, whoever the hell he is. And then in the secondary, the Raiders, this is where I think the Raiders, by the way, could add a cornerback to this. Because we don't know how they feel about Trayvon Mullen Jr. Uh, as you know, the dude just had surgery, minor surgery. I don't know why the hell he just had it. He should have had it a long time ago. But either way, we know they like Rock Yasin. We know that. And by the way, uh, just to throw this in there, just a little inside info for you guys. I heard Rock Yasin has been shutting people down. Shutting people down when I did a little individual drills. He's looked phenomenal, by the way. I just want to let you guys know that. So anyways, the secondary, Darius Phillips, Amik Robertson. This is a whole new... I mean, he gets a fresh start here. The guy's been a bust. He sucked. Now, let's see if he's in shape, ready to go. Maybe, you know, has a fresh start here with the Raiders. Maybe he can salvage his career. With this new staff and this new regime and this new scheme. It's his chance right now with Amika Robertson. Then, obviously, uh, Jonathan Abram, another guy. Listen, Jonathan Abram does not have that job locked up. He just doesn't. He does not have that job locked up. The reason why is there are plenty of guys that, including Duran Harmon, who look like are they're going to battle for the same spot. Harmon versus Abram. Jonathan Abram is going to have to beat out a guy, a veteran, who this staff already know. They know Harmon. They know what he can do. They feel comfortable with Harmon. 
So Jonathan Abram, during training camp, has to go in there and basically set the tone and say, nah, 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 this is my job. But he's got to play better because I hate to say it. I know people don't like it when I say it. But so far, Jonathan Abram has been all talk, no action. Injured, 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 always injured. And when he's on the field, he's getting schooled. So he has a big mouth, but he has not had the action to back up that big mouth. And so far, he is looking like a bust. Didn't get no fifth-year option. If he wants to turn around his career, he's got to beat out a veteran that already knows this system. Can Jonathan Abram do it? Harmon versus Abram. There's a camp battle for you to watch out for right there. Now, as free safety, pretty sure Trayvon Morg, he's going to get that job locked up. Uh, Nate Hobbs, by the way, listed as a safety here, which is interesting. It really is because he's a cornerback. But what if they like Nate Hobbs at strong safety? Then Jonathan Abram has a bigger problem because now he has more competition. And don't forget, I mean, we really never got to see uh, Tyree Gillipsy really at all. So it'll be, you know, I want to see what he can do. Roger Teamer is still there. You know, I know he's not great, but maybe this is a system that he can thrive in. We just won't know until camp. That's what I'm trying to explain to everyone here. The cornerback position, like I said, Rocky Asen has that one spot locked up. The other side, you got Mullen. No one knows. No beat reporters, Vic Tafer or whoever, whatever these beat reporters' names are. They don't even know how the coaches feel. They can't get any information out of it. I happen to know. They don't, they don't know. That's the real answer. That's the real answer, by the way. So if they, since they don't know, they could always ask me because I happen to know. They don't really know how they feel about Trayvon Mullen because they want to see him on the field. But let me tell you something. Mullen, he's going to have to go up against Anthony Everett. And I'm telling you right now, watch out for that. I can see Anthony Everett taking Mullen's job. So that is another camp battle you have to keep your eyes for, out for. Anthony Everett versus Mullen. Harmon versus, versus Abram. Those are big ones. And the linebackers, like I said, got a lot of guys there. You know, and they use a lot of linebackers sometimes in that scheme. Sometimes. So, you know, depending on what kind of packages they put in. So, I mean, a guy like Diablo, they move him to linebacker. He's that linebacker there. Maybe he can uh, carve a little role for, on the team for him. Kyle Frackle, we'll see. We will see. I honestly think uh, they should add another linebacker, but that's just my opinion. And uh, Micah Kaiser, how good is he? We'll find out in camp. Now, as far as the offense goes, uh, the offense, like I said, the offensive line, it's all open for business, really. Brandon Parker, he's going to want that right tackle position. Alex Leatherwood has been taking some reps at the right tackle position, but it's early. They have every guy, like I said. Every guy in the offensive line is going to play right tackle in camp. They want every guy to learn every position. Same way uh, the last offensive, uh, I can't blank on his name already, Mike, uh, Mike Tice had it. You know, he likes to have his guys know every position there, learn every position on the O-line. So there's going to be competition all up that O-line besides Colton Miller. He has that job locked up. Uh, I think Denzel Good, he has the guard spot. 
pretty much locked up. Other than that, it's all open for business, man. It really is. Then we get to uh, the running back position, Kenyon Drake. You know, how is he? He hasn't been out with TAs. Remember, he had that bad injury. I want to know how, if he's going to be healthy for camp. No one really knows that. No one's really talking about it. If he's not, is he even going to be on this team? Or is there going to be some kind of injury settlement? Because you can't really cut him. It would cost the Raiders a lot of money. Kenyon Drake's a good player, but he's coming off a devastating injury. So, I mean, I hope the Raiders keep him. I hope he can come back healthy because I think he can help this team a lot. I really do. But we'll have to see. Uh, the Raiders, they added a lot of running backs. Amir Adula, he's going to be battling it out with Brandon Bolden. And, of course, you got Zeus Zamir White, the rookie. You got Britton Brown, seventh-round pick. You got Jacob Johnson, uh, you know, probably more of a fullback. He's going to play fullback either way. But Britton Brown, Zamir White, Brandon Bolden, Josh Jacobs, obviously. This guy has to, this is a big year for him. He didn't get the fifth-year option probably last season with the Raiders unless he goes crazy and balls out and takes a contract. But, no, you know, the Raiders aren't going to offer him a huge amount of money next season. But the guy's got a Raider tattoo, so let's hope he has a good season. Because when those guys got those tattoos, I said, wow, man, that's a risky thing to do when you're a rookie. You get a team. What if, what if he leaves and goes to the Chiefs? He's going to play the Raiders with a Raiders tattoo on him. How do you think Chiefs fans are going to feel? I mean, pretty much, it's kind of funny. If any of those guys go to a different team, especially like an AFC West team, Raider fans can just kind of you know, really troll the Chiefs fans or Broncos fan, Chargers fan with a player going there with a Raiders tattoo on their arm. Might have to cover that up. Who knows? But anyways, yeah, a lot of running backs, a lot of competition there. A lot of competition. At the end of the day, I think Josh Jacobs and Brandon Bolden and uh, Zamir White, I think they'll carry four running backs. I think they're going to have no choice here. I really do. Uh, and tight ends, you know, Foster Monroe, big year for him. He has to have a big year. Because remember, they brought in their own tight end in Jacob Hollister. Josh McDaniels did. Uh, and Dave Ziegler. Jacob Hollister, obviously, they are familiar with, with the Patriots. He's going to have a leg up on more, uh, Foster Monroe. And Foster Monroe has been criminally underrated, in my opinion. Yes, he did drop some passes last year at the end of the year. I think Josh McDaniels, I think he's kind of only looking at that and not looking at his full body of work. First of all, Foster Monroe shed a lot more targets throughout his career. You know, like I said, I think he's criminally underrated. I think the same thing about Alec Ingold. And they pretty much, they let him go. I think that was a stupid decision, but I'm not the coaches. They are. Josh McDaniels is. And he has to prove, by the way, that he can win as a head coach. Because we're talking about all this talent on the Raiders. And they have a lot of talent. And I think they are being overlooked. But the one thing that is a mystery is Josh McDaniels. Can this guy still be a good... Can, can he be a head coach? Because he hasn't proven it yet. 
He has all the talent on the field. He has Derek Carr, a quarterback who knows what he's doing. It's not like he's going in with a rookie quarterback. He has no excuses with this talent. Yes, the defense is a little, you know, congested with a bunch of no-names, but that's what he's known for. That's what Dave Ziegler's known for. Take, like Mark Davis said, taking guys that no one really knows and then them being great. That's what they did in New England. That's what we expect in Vegas. We expect this team to win and win a lot more than 10 games because last season, this team won 10 games with a special teams coach as the head coach, as an interim head coach. So if you can't win more than 10 games, then really Mark Davis really should have never hired you. He could have just kept Richie Viscata because 10 games, the Raiders managed to do that with him. So that is the ceiling in my opinion. You cannot go lower than 10 games. If you don't win at least 10 games, you failed, McDaniels. You failed. So we shall see. Then let's get to the, uh, uh, yeah, anyways, about the tight ends. Obviously, Darren Waller is going to start. And competition, like I said, Foster Monroe, Jacob Hollister. Watch out for that one. Watch out for that one. And we'll see how uh, Nick Bowers does, by the way. For some reason, the Raiders like him. At least they're saying to people they like him. Let's see how much they really like him. Then the wide receiver position, it goes like this, guys. Got a lot of wide receivers, right? You have Matt Collins, Demarcus Roberts, Robertson, Justin Hall, Hunter Renfro, Dylan Stoner, who I did not even know was still on a team, by the way, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, Jordan Beasy, DJ Turner, Tyrone Johnson, Keelan Cole. Out of that group right there, I can tell you, first of all, Devontae Adams, right? Number one wide receiver. Hunter Renfro, there's number two. Keelan Cole's number three. I would imagine out of all these guys, Demarcus Robinson, number four. Matt Collins, number five. If they carry six wide receivers, there you go. You got one up in the air. Who will make the squad? Who will make the team? That's what training camp is for. And by the way, just to let you guys know, I happen to know this as well. I know a lot of things, by the way. Um, but this is something I don't, I, I'll share publicly. Um, I happen to know the Raiders are not done looking at wide receivers and free agency. So when June hits, there's a chance the Raiders sign yet another wide receiver. Maybe perhaps the name that everyone knows. Because when you look at the wide receivers, when you look at Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Demarcus Robin, or sorry, Keelan Cole, those are your top three right there. Then you say Demarcus Robinson or Matt Collins. Those guys are, will be competing against each other. Matt Collins, more kick returner. You know what I mean? Like he, not a lot of experience at wide receiver. I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Raiders brought in some veteran guy they feel comfortable with. A boom. You got your fourth or maybe third wide receiver, depending if he's better than Keelan Cole or not. So that's another thing to watch out for. A lot of battles there. I, I've heard when, I heard when the Raiders first started, when Josh McDaniel first, first got the gig, I should say, that he wanted to carry six wide receivers. That's how many he wanted to carry. So will they be able to carry six with this group they have? I don't know. 
maybe that's why they're still looking at wide receivers. And I know when people hear that, they're like, why? We have so many. But I just read them off to you. Think about it. There is a little, you know, it goes really high with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, Keelan Cole. Then it drops down a lot. And you don't want that big drop. Even though, you, you know, you still got Darren Waller, who's basically a wide receiver. It does drop down a little bit. So why not? Why not? If there's a cheap veteran wide receiver still available, and we know there's plenty, the Raiders could take a flyer on one of them. Maybe they hit on one. I mean, the Raiders have been known for this. Derek Carr works really, really good with veteran wide receivers. He has really resurrected these veteran wide receivers' careers. Nelson Aligore, I mean, this guy was getting booed in Philadelphia. You could hear it in Las Vegas. The Eagles fans still can't stand the guy, right? He was dropping passes everywhere in Philly. Goes to Vegas. Looks amazing. Derek Carr makes him look amazing. Go back to Michael Crabtree. Guy was having, you know, it was called a diva, called this, that. <laughs> Left, leaves 49ers. Things a mess, right? Goes to the Raiders. Has his best years he ever did, really, with Derek Carr. The best season by far he had as a as an NFL player. Derek Carr is really good with veteran wide receivers. That's why I think the Raiders are looking at that that spot, and it would work. It would work. So yeah, so that's what you got from there. I mean, you're gonna have a lot of competition come training camp. OTAs was just like I said, drills, things like that. Coaches get take a look at guys, see how fast they are, see their movements, things like that. That's that's what OTAs are for. Re reaction times, stuff like that. So we will see. We will see how it goes. And then, obviously, the other big news we'll hit on right now is Colin Kaepernick came in for a workout. Now, obviously, what do you, what, I mean, I don't know about this, first of all. And it was only a workout. The Raiders didn't want anyone to know, but it got leaked out because they knew it would be a media circus. And that's the problem with signing Colin Kaepernick, okay? You can't say really anything, right? I mean, you really can't. What, what, what are you going to say? And every player, I mean, every player yesterday got asked about Colin Kaepernick's workout. They're asking Max Crosby and Denzel Perryman. None of them had anything to add. Didn't want to say anything because the Raiders told them not to. And because it's ridiculous. The, even if the Raiders signed him, he would be a backup. That's what's going on here. And he didn't get offered a contract as of now. And if he does not get an offer a contract, maybe, you know, even though we hear these reports that he impressed everyone. Well, if he impressed everyone that much, you would think that he would have got a contract right then and there, right? I'm just saying, you would think. You would think he would get a, a contract right then and there. I think, honestly, well, I shouldn't say I think, I know. This was a favor to Mark Davis. Mark Davis would love to have Kaepernick on the team. He's not understanding the, the logistics of it all, though. I mean, that could ruin a team. You don't want to have a media circus surrounding the third-string backup quarterback 
and just that be the story of this team and that will take away from everything else you're trying to accomplish. So, I mean, I don't know if that's a risk you want to take. The guy hasn't played football since, what, 2006? He's been out of the league since 2016. So, I mean, I I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, he's just a backup. He's not, I mean, Derek Carr is nothing to worry about. So, it just, to me, it just comes with a lot of baggage. It really does. Unless you can get Colin Kaepernick, if you signed him, if let's let's say he really did impress everyone, he did so great, right? The first thing I would do is I would have Colin Kaepernick go out there on the podium and say, "Listen, here's the deal. I'm not going to be getting into any of this whole political thing. Uh, you know, I just I'm just here to play football. I will not answer any questions about it. I just want to get back in the league." That's what I would do if I if I truly want to play football again. That's what I would do. Now, will Colin Kaepernick do that? I don't know. I don't think the Raiders know. But I'm telling you one thing. I guarantee you Dave Ziegler does not look at the press asking every single player about a workout. He's got to be thinking, do I really want to bring this guy in and have this be the topic of every conversation every single day? Not the outcome of the game, but, you know... uh, how is Colin Kaepernick feeling? Is Colin Kaepernick going to kneel? Is, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It's just way too much. Plus, the guy's been on a league for this long. Now, what I can tell you is, uh, I do know a little bit about his workout, by the way. And some of the stuff I can tell you is BS. I do know this, though. He, all his deep passes were very good. They liked his deep passes. He still has uh, his running ability, you know, can still run, which is a good thing. So that's what, I think that's where uh, the Ra- the Raiders leaked it out themselves, or Ka- Kaepernick's team leaked it out themselves. But the Raiders were impressed by his workout. That's what they were impressed by. As far as other things, I don't know if they were that impressed. I don't know. I really don't. But th- that, that's the only thing I heard. And I know that for a fact, that's the only thing the other people heard as well. So... We shall see, guys, but, you know, they didn't sign him yet. And if they don't end up signing him, that means, guess what? They weren't that impressed. Because they would sign him. I mean, I would sign him. Nick Mullins and Jared Stidham suck, okay? If Kaepernick could be a backup and Derek Carr gets injured and could just run the ball, do some things, you know. Remember, he, t- he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl, right? So if you could get that guy back, who ha- you know, it's, that was a long time ago. If you could get that guy back, then yeah, it's worth it if you can just kill the media frenzy about it. If you can kill all the media frenzy about it and he can just be a backup, then the Raiders, and he actually still has it, which we don't know, then the Raiders should do it. Now, if the Raiders don't sign, and I'm sure they had those conversations. I know for a fact, by the way, he had a conversation with Josh McDaniels and the GM of this team afterwards. Pretty sure they probably told him what I'm saying right now. If you want to get back in the league, you know, let's just work on getting yourself onto a team and not avoid a media circus. But hard thing to do. It really is. Hard thing to do. But we shall see if Kaepernick was good enough, impressed enough, to get a role on this team so far, no deal, 
So far, it was just a workout, and like Josh McDaniels said, which I played it on top of the show, they work out a lot of players. They do. It's just Colin Kaepernick was a big name, and of course, they knew the media was going to go crazy about it, and they did. They did, right? So that's the reason why. But we shall see. If they don't sign him, guess what? He probably sucked, but the Raiders can't say it, and the NFL don't want the Raiders to say it. Colin Kaepernick doesn't want the Raiders to say it, so everyone's going to keep their mouth shut. Right? If the guy sucked. They can only say good things because if you say bad things, you know, and remember, this is the same day John Gruden, by the way, with a huge win in court against the NFL, denies the NFL uh, the motion to dismiss the case. John Gruden is going after the NFL hard. That's going to be interesting to watch too. He wants everything out there. Everything. He, NFL ruined his career, and he wants to take it to the NFL. That's going to be a good fight right there. On the same day that's happening, the Raiders have Kaepernick come in. Coincidence? I don't know. The Raiders got hammered last year being, you know, because of his emails. Meanwhile, it's the Raiders. Mark Davis, as you know, is very, you know, he has Black Lives Matter on his, in the end zone. This guy is, you can't call that guy a racist. And I don't think he likes being labeled in that category at all. So, I mean, he's been, he would love to have Kaepernick. You know, so this could have just been a PR move too. I'm just warning everyone. This could have been a purely a PR move or a favor for Mark Davis. And then the coaches go to Mark Davis and say, listen, we tried. We worked him out. The guy just doesn't have it anymore. I'm sorry. You know, and Mark Davis probably, well, can't we... But you're screwed either way. If you sign him and he doesn't make it through camp and you have to cut him, you're going to be, you know, you know all those talking heads on TV are going to rip you for it. People on Twitter are going to say he's still being blackballed and all this nonsense. It's not worth it in my opinion. I'm sorry. It's just not. But that's just my opinion. But anyways, that is it, guys. Again, a lot of battles going on on this roster. Will the Raiders add? Will Hunter Renfro get his new contract before training camp? Or will that happen after camp, before the season? We will find out. But so many battles on this roster. And like I said, the Raiders are not done adding. They're going to add more players. So some of these guys that you've never heard of on the player roster here, you know, a couple of them may get cut for guys that you do know. And I think the Raiders need to do that. Like I said, add another wide receiver. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Adding another linebacker, not a bad idea. So, we'll find out. All right, that's it, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening. If you want to support this show, please do so. You can do it on Cash App. It's just Raiders Daily with the money sign, Raiders Daily, or Venmo at the Raiders Daily Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. I will see you later. This is the Raiders Daily.